Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet Podcast for Saturday the 27th of February 2021. I'm your host John Walker and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Good evening John. And Gordo. Hello. So we see as always, but we have just signed up with the Sports Social Podcast Network so we could have a, a host of whole new listeners. So for those, welcome to your first Trample Bet Podcast. Um, Andy, we, we were clear before we started, nothing will change for existing listeners. Nope. You don't need to worry. This isn't like um, well, this isn't like Wayne's World when Noah's Arcade buys the rights to it. This <laughs> whole new a, format, yeah. a whole new everything. Here's new- John, here's Gordo, and here is Andy. <laughs> it's Wayne's World, brought to you by Noah's Arcade. <laughs> well, it does look like if I lean back that we've just taken on New Balance as our first sponsor, <laughs> to be honest. Like and with him and his Reebok in Wayne's World where he puts his feet up at the desk. I'm surprised you've seen Wayne's World Garden, the, the age you are. Wayne's World's great. I had Wayne's World hair before this. Yeah, what, what's the other ones here? Oh, it's Pepsi in it. It really it's is Pepsi. the taste of a new generation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be the same The same old content that um, our, our listeners are used to. When I say old, obviously it's, it's fresh every week, but the same, the same format. So if you are a new listener and you're trying to get used to the new voices, I am John. I am one of the three hosts who are on this every week. My my main betting fetish, as you will get to know, is the Australian A-League. And there are so many reasons for this. It is a goal fest every week, second halves especially. But the thing that's best about it is if you bet on a Saturday and Sunday, it's your perfect way. Scrap that. You don't bet on an early kickoff myth I go even earlier I bet on a different time zone of early I am betting on the Saturday and Sunday night games in Australia which kick off at 6 and 8am UK time live on BT Sport so I will have you kicked off all ready to go for the traditional Saturday 3 o'clock kickoffs with money in the bank because of the over 1.5 games over 1.5 goal games in the A-League Hi everyone, uh, Andy Vaughn. Oh, it's been a while since I've done a done an introduction, John. This is great. Uh, re- regular co-host of the Trampled Bet, Dundee United season ticket holder. Uh, see the old ground hopper uh, around around Europe and the world. Taking as much as I can. My, the leagues I tend to focus on um, UK-based leagues, but also a bit of Scandinavia and Germany, and uh, particular favourites, Danish Superliga, and also the Japanese J League, which I find absolutely fascinating and kicks off the 2021 season this very weekend. So people are people listening for the first time, perfect timing. See, and I don't get to say perfect timing, unfortunately, right? Because the Swedish league doesn't kick off for another four weeks. Secondly enough, they take this long break, and I can't go back into it. They're playing some stupid cup at the moment. Anyway, I'm, I'm Gordo. Uh, I... I specialise in leagues that you might be able to get a game in, to be honest. Um, 
No, so the French uh, national, I really like the French second division, Italian Sierra B, specifically for draws. Um, and yeah, I think I've been on the podcast now for about 90 episodes. For the first 10, I just sent in picks that weren't very good. And now I just tell you them here. <laughs> so it's just easier <laughs> than that. Um, but yeah, so excited to be on the Sports Social Network. But yeah, and hello to all the new listeners. Um, it will be a very clear uh, format of how we pick our bets. It'll become very apparent as we go. Um, we go through a banker value outsider format and then we do a charity treble, which is £10 of our own money on the treble. And when it comes in, all the winnings go to Beats and Cancer Trust, which is a, an element of Beats and Up in Scotland, um, a really good charity, really worthwhile charity. So if you're ever looking to donate, fundraise, have a look at their website. It is really tremendous, really good fundraising um, promotions going on there that we ourselves either send a tenner to or all the profits to. Now, we will go in and give you a revised feedback of what we did last week if you are a new listener. This is a part that's going to be pretty painful for me because as a new podcast on the sport, um, Sports Social Podcast Network, I have to admit that my banker bet did not come in. And this is even more embarrassing after the intro that I've just given you about how good the A-League is. I have managed to bet twice in a row on the only back-to-back 0-0 draw in the last 12 years of Australian A-League football. That's, that's like a tremendous stat that I'm able to pick that out. It is absolutely brutal. So I had actually highlighted the banker bet at one to four of a goal in the second half of the Saturday morning A-League game between Sydney and Brisbane. The game finished 0-0 and there was no goal. To be honest, it was an absolute dull, dull game. I, I think I text you, well, you probably woke up to my barrage of texts Saying, I woke up to a lost coupon, to be honest. That's yeah. how I started at Maddie. <laughs> it was honestly that it's the least I've enjoyed. I don't know because if it was the monetary element of it as well, but it's the least I've enjoyed an A-League game. Like it was really, really painful knowing that every minute that went by my bet wasn't coming in. Right. And knowing that we were launching on this network this week, the minimum I wanted was my banker to come in. But it failed. And it's the age old adage, right, Andy? As you don't tend to see a skint bookmakers. And there's a reason for that. <laughs> Conversely, my banker came in um, and it was a nil-nil that uh, that made it a winner. Horsens versus Odense in the Danish Superliga. There was no way on earth Odense were ever going to lose this game uh, against Horsens and they didn't. It finished a nil-nil draw uh, and a 1-3 to banker bet safely returned. Did, did you manage to back this incorrectly, Andy, on your own coupon? <laughs> and on one of them, yeah, I did. Which is incredible, and it made me it made me so very angry. Um, it, hey, happens to happens to us all, especially when you're when you're trying to multitask. But yeah, it was the X two market um, away or draw, uh, and it came good. And you took them away. <laughs> Great. Um, and I, my banker came in. It was Real Madrid it, via the lead versus Real Madrid, it, and uh, Real Madrid won one nil. Uh, it was one to two came in at. Yeah, it was. It was a really good pick. See, for the odds you were getting, I still didn't understand. By the way, Atletico Madrid are doing everything to to throw that away, throw away their season just now. They lost. They lost their game on Saturday night at home to the team they dropped points to four days earlier and then have lost 1-0 at home to Chelsea in the Champions League after us backing them quite strongly at one point that they could probably do the league and Champions League double. To be fair, after we said that, they strolled through their group 
which had Bayern Munich in it, mm. and then gained an 11 point lead at top of La Liga, which is down to two now. So I don't did think they can be held totally responsible, but it's a bit did, annoying. Did you see on Twitter the, uh, the, the, the hashtag Spanish Burnley was going around after that Chelsea game <laughs> um, to describe their performance? It's so like, it's, it's mental how uh, British football pundits just don't understand how they play football, which is you have the ball and we hit you in the break. Um, and like the joke goes, oh yeah, they've, they've got they've got such they we can't hold out the ball at all. It's you know it's a terrible performance. It's like have you never watched them before? They don't they don't play with the ball. The ball the ball is only of their concern when it gets to one of their fullbacks and they launch it up front. Do you know Do you know the thing that's really bugging me? I think it's because there's so much live football on just now. See by the way the English Premiership's been divvied up yeah. and that every game is on TV. So whereas only. 99.99% of Man City's games would be on TV on a normal season. The full 100%'s on TV. Oh, whack. And yeah. you know how the way that Man City are setting up with Jao Cancelo moving into midfield? Mm-hmm. It just became everyone's go-to comment during any Man City game. Like, it's just like homework notices mention Jao Cancelo's in centre-mid. You're going, after you've said it four times, I'm aware of it. You don't need to keep going on about it. It's yeah. fine, let's just move on and stop repeating your same thing. Like the Spanish Burnley thing. There are so many elements of that. But on that Atletico Madrid-Chelsea game is the Suarez yellow card. I've got a question, and I hope one of you can answer this. Can VAR yellow card somebody? No, I don't think so. don't think so. Don't is that the issue? For, I think you can only step in for reds for um, stuff that ref might have missed or conduct. If that's correct, which I'm not 100% sure on and hope that a listener can clarify because I have Googled it and can't get a definitive answer on any of the FA sites. Any of them won't clearly tell me whether you can or can't. If that's the rule, that's the worst element of this whole system is that you can only go... Only if it's a red card am I going to tell you any information because that's Suarez. We'd have to be booked at 23 and he's committed at least three yellow card offences that have only been reviewed for a red card on VAR, and you're like, yeah, but they're all yellows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone you reviewed was at least a yellow card, and I don't get why you would just ignore that. But that's just us ranting about stuff you can find in our Facebook group, which is another thing, if you're listening, you should definitely go and search out for. Facebook, search the Trample Bet Podcast. It's a private group. Loads of excellent content in there. We'll get to that at the end, but you should definitely go and do that right now if you're listening. Search in Facebook, the Trample Bet Podcast. Now on to more positive news on my value bet. Back in the Australian A-League, as I said, the goal fest. The well is not normally as dry as it was in the previous game. I bet on over 1.5 goals in the second half between Wellington Phoenix and Western Sydney Wanderers. It was 1-0 at half time and the game ended 2-2. So there were four goals overall, three in the second half, as promised. The other thing to watch out for, Western Sydney Wanderer games, after 70 minutes, there has been a goal in every one of their league games this season. And you normally get about 7-5 to five on the odds for a goal after that time. But the bet came in. I could have even been greedier and got more over 2.5 goals, but it came in. Doesn't matter. Uh, just under even money, which is really good value for that league. Because contrary to my banker, you do not normally get low scoring games in that league. Yeah. My value bet was in the German Bundesliga 2, so the second division in Germany. Paderborn to beat Sandhausen, which they did 2-1. 
Um, Sandown took an early lead inside 15 minutes. Uh, that made the game a little bit interesting. But Paderborn were able to level before half time and then went on and got the winner about 20 minutes from the end. So just under even money, uh, 7 to 10 they were last week. So decent value bet. And mine, my value bet was the most disappointing pick of the week for me, um, which was Pex Vol versus uh, Pex Vola versus FC Emin. Uh, FC Emin hadn't won a game since February 2020 and decided to do it. <laughs> In this game, uh, they won 3-2. If you imagine how shit a result it was for me, it was much worse for the Zvola manager who got sacked after the game. And quite rightly so. <laughs> very, very rightly so. Um, but so disappointing. I was saying, I, I, I texted Andy about it immediately. I was like, I can't bring a better pick to the show than that. Like, I, phys- I can't bring a better pick of like, this team haven't won a game in a year. Right, <laughs> like you know, I've got a team that are all right away from home. It's even money. I think this is it. Nope. So uh, they lost, lost three two um, to FC Emin, who have their congratulations, FC Emin. And I think we should mention that one of the members of the Facebook group, um, Michael Garrett, Michael yeah. Garrett, accidentally bet on FC Emin and accidentally returned himself a very tasty number um, because I, I, he must have been the only person who's bet on them that day. Like, je- like I can't see anyone going, today's the day. Like, you know, after a year, <laughs> like, I know there's a turning point for everyone, but I, I, sh- I thought it wouldn't be that game. But uh, yeah, so congrats to Michael in there in that spot for getting his, for getting something. It's very much the contrast to Andy in that one where like you, you put on the wrong bet and it comes in. It's, you know, <laughs> you sometimes get those winners. Although as as quite a nice bit of karma like see if your coupon is let down see the different things that goes through your head when the coupon is let down by somebody um, you, you want the person that missed a sitter to refund you your stake you want the manager to give you money back you want the manager sacked as yeah. a responsible team you got the manager sacked you like, got the manager sacked yeah. aye you're right that might was a, a sackable offence it was a sackable offence <laughs> My outsider was up there with one of the worst outsiders. Now, the outsider is the one we always go lenient on each other for because we're trying to pick something that's two to one or greater. And sometimes it just does. Sometimes they're outsiders for a reason and we've totally misread the card. And that's what I done in the A-League. Western United versus MacArthur. So these are the two newest franchises to the Australian A-League. MacArthur this year, Western United last season. MacArthur had won the last three games against teams that were top of the table the previous season. Western United had lost four in a spin. Western United managed to pull off a 4-1 victory over the team that I had picked, MacArthur, at 2-1. So it was never even remotely close. They got absolutely pummeled. Western United were tremendous, like a really good side. They're a team that I'm going to watch out for now because I'm beginning to think that their previous four games were just a blip. It's still kind of restricted on news. Like, I don't know if players were left out because of COVID, people were injured it's it's always hard to get that kind of level of information before we do these picks but yeah, I misread that card tremendously because Western United were phenomenal and MacArthur were shit <laughs> My outsider was closer to home it was the English League 1 Doncaster at home to Hull was my pick at 11-5, so while the pick didn't come in I'm happy with the way the game went and the 11-5 price tag that I took it finished 3-3 in what was a very competitive match. Um, my thoughts being that the game could easily have gone either way. So why not take the big 11-5 price on a home team? Game could have gone either way. It didn't go my way, but it was close enough. Um, so 
you win some, you lose some. Uh, Eleven to five, I feel that was vindicated. And uh, speaking of you win some and you lose some, going from my horrible value luck to some great outsider uh, news, which was Frankfurt at home to Bayern. Frankfurt cruised this game in the first, see the first half of this. They were like uh, uh, we talked about it last week. That Nicolas Sula who plays for Bayern. I can't believe he's getting a game at, at such a high level. Like, you know, being a Bayern centre-back, you've got to be quite good at football. <laughs> like, to get to there, you've, there's a certain level you've got to exceed. And Frankfurt just ran through them. So, you know, you got your early payout because Frankfurt went up 2-0. They actually won it 2-1 um, with Sani, pulled back a wonder goal in the second half. Um, but, yeah, Frankfurt at 3-1, great price. And, um, yeah, I was well chuffed with that as an outsider. Yeah, see, for the first, you get the early payout. We, we tend to bet, we bet 365 where you get the early payout. Um, but for the first 60 minutes, Gordo, even though Bayern came back into it, it was still a very open game on the counter. The, the last 20 minutes, however, I was so glad of that early payout because to, oh, me, yes. to me, it was baffling that Bayern didn't get the win. But Bayern they, looked they, to me. Do this against. They do this against Biel- they did that against Bielefeld where we backed them to come back into the game, right? They get to the point where you think they can't lose this, like they're getting so many chances and it just doesn't go the right way for them. So it, it it's mental, but you know, I'm I'm happy with three to one. Actually I got slightly more than three to one, uh, because I bet I think just on the Thursday night and I think they were slightly over that. But um yeah, well chuffed for that. And we've already mentioned the charity bet. So charity bet is £10 of our own money on a treble. We do one pick each. We try and get decent odds, like minimum kind of four to five for the odds. Put it on a treble. If the money comes in, we hand it all over to Beats and Cancer Trust. If it doesn't, we give a tenner for every bet that didn't come in at the end of the season anyway. So either way, charity gets money. I went in the Czech League for the only, the, I think it was only the second time this season. I went for Seska at home to Opava. They actually lost 1-0 in a game that was just dreadful to watch. I watched the second half. Um, Opava got a late goal to win the game, but Seska were never, ever, ever going to win that game. It was, honest to God, terrible. And it's really put me in doubt of watching that Czech league because I think every time I've looked at it this season, whether it be Celtic playing Sparta in the Europa League when they had all those players out with COVID mm. and managed to beat Celtic 4-1 twice. And then I think I had bet on Sparta separately, not on the podcast. The weekend after, they beat Celtic twice the second time and they lost 3-1 at home to the team bottom. So I think for the current season, I am bowing out of going near checks. So I am avoiding that league. So if you hear me mention that league, go and remind what I've said on this episode. It is There's out. quite a list of them though, John. There is, John. You're very quick to put something Hamilton, on the blacklist. Villarreal. No, no, it was the Valencia, Hamilton... You know, all your all your big Stoke. metropolitan cities. Stoke. 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 Um, no, Stoke to draw is fine. You just don't bank them to win. Yeah. Like, you're allowed correct, to be in different correct. spots. Correct. My charity pick at the weekend uh, sailed in. It was Sunday at 2pm. Aston Villa v Leicester. Took the away win for Leicester. What was that? Huge price of 11-8. to eight, And that, that paid out within 23 minutes. Um, they went on to win the game 2-1. But taking that two-goal lead after the 23rd minute meant the bet was in. Um, in terms of shots and attacking play, Leicester dominated the game in, 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 ter- in terms of chances and were well-deserving of their victory. So happy. Uh, capped off a three out of four week for me. Uh, and I did not get my charity bet this week, um, which for new listeners is, is a real surprise. Um, so um, this was Verona versus Genoa. 
uh, or Genoa, sorry, and it was um, I'd taken. I'd taken Genoa to take this uh, to take a win here. They were never ahead in the game. They ended up getting a 94th minute to make it two each, which makes the pick seem a lot closer than it was. You know, they scrambled to get that goal uh, right at the end. So um, their historic beatings <laughs> of Verona, five beatings in a row, could not be taken to six. Um, but yeah, so I was two out of four. But um, yeah, re- reasonably pleased with that, considering I got my outsider in. So, so for the new listeners, that's the, that's the kind of format you can expect the bets to come when we go into next week's picks. But it's just a reminder, um, for those who are part of our Trample Bet Club on Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash Trample Bet, it's £5.50 a month. It's early access to the to the unedited raw version of this on video and audio, which you get Andy's cheat sheet. Um, that'll also be the ad-free. So as part of this new network, at this point in the podcast... When I stop speaking, there will be some ad content. Let's move on to this week's picks. Um, I am going back to Australia for the banker. Um, I, I'm trying to redeem myself from last week, so I'm, I'm going to go for it, Andy. No, no judgment here. I think I've nailed this one. I think I've went to the right place for these bets. The banker bet is Western Sydney Wanderers versus Adelaide. I am going for the same bet, a goal in the second half at 1-4 to four on William Hill best price. This is the 6am Saturday on BT Sport. The last three second halves for Western Sydney Wanderers have seen three goals, two goals and three goals. The last three second halves for Adelaide have seen three goals, four goals and two goals. So an average of three and an average of 2.25. I am very comfortable on this bet. I watch Western Sydney Wanderers a lot because of Ziggy Gordon and Graham Dorans. They're a very attacking side. Like I said, they score a lot of goals after 70 minutes as well. I am extremely comfortable with this bet. This is a banker that will come in at 1-4. to four, A goal in the second half of the early kickoff, 6am Saturday, Western Sydney Wanderers versus Adelaide United. I like it. I always, I've got to trust you when it comes to Australia, John, and your your knowledge of the, the A-League. Um, I'm closer to home. My banker's on Sunday at noon in the English Championship. Wickham versus Norwich. You're getting Norwich at what I think is a really big price of 4-9, to nine, so almost 1-2. to two. Um, It was a toss-up this week for me between... I was actually looking at Bayern Munich at home to Cologne, but the odds of 1-6 to six were just too short. So I've gone for this instead. Norwich are now seven points clear at the top of this championship. They've taken 12 points in the last five matches. Um, the only loss in there being a 2-0 away from home effort five games ago against fourth place Swansea. So absolutely nothing to write home about there. That's absolutely fine. Wickham bottom of the table, five points behind second bottom. Sheffield Wednesday, eight points adrift of safety. We've managed to cobble together seven points in the last five games. That included a win against fellow strugglers Huddersfield, a draw against a mid-table Millwall team, and then a shock 1-0 win against fifth-place Reading. Although this game was mental, there was a sending off and two missed penalties in the second half, so happy to chalk that up as a bit of an outlier. Um, Their losses came against Derby and Sheffield Wednesday, who are 18th placed and 23rd place respectively, so they're losing to bad teams um, there's a lot to like about Norwich here. They've picked up more points than anyone in the league away from home this season. 32 points from 16 games. 
Uh, while Wickham, second bottom of the home game league table with only 14 points recorded from their 16 home matches. So I just see Norwich being far too strong. I think the fact that Wickham recently turned over Reading is actually a good thing. Um, It's not only boosted the price up of a Norwich win, but it'll act as a reminder to Norwich that they shouldn't get complacent here uh, because these things can happen. 4-9 is just too big a price, uh, so that's a, a Norwich win. Yeah, I really, li- I really like this. I think the odds are way too good as well. I think this is this is like one of those ones where the odds aren't, but it borders on value for me. Yeah. Because I think Norwich had a blip like five weeks ago where they went four without a win, they get knocked out of the FA Cup, but they seem to have just got the wheels back on and moving forward. And they know how to win this division. They know yeah. how to get out this league. Uh, yeah, I really think this is a good pick. I, I think those four wins that they've had in a row. I think Coventry are kind of the closest team that I've been watching that are kind of similar to Wickham and, and Norwich took care of them 2-0 away from home recently. Ooh. I think a similar results on the cards. I really like this. I would have taken them at 1-6 to six if this game was the other way around at home. So that, that <laughs> I think that gives you... <laughs> um, so my banker in this spot is Galatasaray at home to Ezerum. Um, this is top of the table. So this is obviously the Turkish top division. This is uh, top of the table uh, Galatasaray versus... 17th, just above the relegation zone, uh, Ezerum BB. Now, Ezerum have picked up some points recently, but they've been against, as Andy was saying, uh, for his pick against the Dross around the bottom of the division, whereas Galatasaray are beating the top teams around them. Galatasaray have won seven of their last eight games. Their only loss in that spell is a 3-2 loss to Alanya Sport in the Cup. So I'm not too fussed about that. They then went and beat Alanya Spore 1-0 last week. So it's not as if they're not capable of doing that. I don't really even think there's much more to say about this pick rather than Galatasaray and a class above this team. Um, you know, form-wise, they've taken 15 points from the last... Uh, they've taken five points from the last... 15 points from the last five games. Uh, Ezra have picked up... Um, eight from the last five. So, you know, they, they've went on a wee bit of a run. But Galatasaray have only conceded two goals. In that spell, spell like they don't, they're 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 tight at the back. They're the best team in this league, and they're vying with uh, Fenerbahce and Besiktas up the top to to make that another title for them. So you're going to get them at one to three at home here, and that's that's away from home. You can make an argument maybe Ezerum could could frustrate them, but give me one to three on a team that I think should probably be about one to six. I'm happy to take in this spot. Yeah, Ezram's goalie got sent off in the last game and is suspended for this game and he'll be replaced by a goalie who's played once in two years and his one appearance was that sub-appearance last week where he then conceded two goals for a team that already conceded a lot of goals. I know it's not always fair to make that comparison in a league with a goalkeeper that we don't watch, but if you're number two to someone who's conceding a lot of goals... It doesn't necessarily <laughs> speak volumes for yourself. Yeah, he's, he's, they're not watching him and going, fucking Swiss cheese out there, the big man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm taking Galatasaray in this spot. One to three at home. Okay, doke. For my value pick, I'm going to the Belgian Jupiler League. I'm going for Hercule Vuge versus Vaslan Beveren, the 3.15 Saturday kickoff, the traditional Belgian kickoff. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I have no idea what a Belgian oh, would be. Great. Good to get an in joke in there. Love it. Um, I'm taking the home side, Kerker Bruges. Um, they're under new management. They've played the last three games. They've went through to the quarterfinals of the League Cup. They have drawn 0 0 with Anderlecht and they won their last home game. Um, this is a must win. This is third bottom versus bottom in the league. There's only one team that's guaranteed to get relegated out of this division. Vaslan Beveren currently hold that spot. Herka Bruges will want to be extending their lead on that. Like I said, unbeaten under new management. 
this is a must-win game for both sides. I think Hertha Bruges, the way they've been playing, are the ones more equipped. They've got a new centre-forward on loan from Monaco, who are, I think Monaco and Hertha Bruges are owned by the same um, same chairman, oh, right, the same okay. investors. So you'll see like, there's four of their players that are on loan from Monaco. The striker made his debut, scored off the bench. He'll probably start. He looks really good up top. Um, I think Hertha Bruges will nick this one. I think it'll be a, a 1-0 win. But the home side are four to five, so you get really good odds for that. So I'd look look into that game. I'd maybe even let that game see because of how tight the game will be. Maybe even let that game start and just have a wee look for 10, 15 minutes. I think what you'll see is Serka Bruges will have most of the possession, playing with a back three. They'll invite teams on. They'll try and break a press and they will counter really quickly. That's what they've been doing really well recently under new management. Whose assistant's Thomas Buffel? He used to play with Rangers. Really? Yeah, just it was his birthday recently, and just seen a picture they shared of him. I was like, "That's Thomas Buffel." That's Thomas Buffel. But yeah, four to five, really good odds for the home side. I really, really like that pick. It's something. I'm, it's a league that I watch a lot because David Bates plays for Hertha Bruges and Jack Henry plays for Ustend. It's mm-hmm. teams I'm familiar with. Vaslin Beveren are, are the weapon boys of that league, and I, I fancy I fancy Hertha Bruges to have enough to win one 0 for my value pick this week, I am in Denmark, the Danish Superliga, Sunday at 1pm, in a game that is probably of no interest to anyone apart from diehard fans of both clubs. It's uh, Norgeland versus Alborg. It's 10th place Norgeland on 18 points, 8th place Alborg. Only one game ahead on uh, 21 points, and it's fair to say both teams have struggled recently. They've only picked up two points from their last five league matches. That's both of them. Um, but what sways me in favour of Norgeland here is their home record. They are a team that play vastly better at home than on the road. In fact, they're the league's fourth best home team, which is quite impressive considering you know they're 10th in the table. Uh, they've gained 13 points from eight home matches this season. Alborg's recent away games have been poor. They haven't won on the road in seven attempts. That's five losses and two draws across all matches. Norgeland also like playing Alborg. The last six meetings of the sides have been three Norgeland wins and three draws. So they're unbeaten in the last six meetings. Why I've got this in the value section is I think you're getting a very big price here. You're getting six to four on Norgeland to win this match. That's big enough for me to take this. If they were around even money, I wouldn't even consider mentioning this game in the podcast. But at 6-4, to four, I think that's a decent price. I like it. Trust you when it comes to Denmark. Yeah, so. I think I think you kind of said everything that I was going to feed back was the only thing to look at for me was how many games Allberg seemed to draw or lose by a single goal. Mm. Is, is always... People get to know me, that's the only thing I ever look at is just because that you, you the, the fine margins of what can go wrong when teams are losing by a single goal. Yeah, and I th- but I think that's made up for in the fact you're getting a price that's significantly over even yeah. money. Yeah. Decent, I like it. Well, I'll take us to one of my favourite leagues. This is the French League 2. This is round 27, and it is a traditional French kickoff, actually, of 2pm. They love a 2pm start. Um, so, yeah, so I am going to be taking Toulouse at home to Amiens. Uh, Toulouse's home form is sensational. Um, they've had some really good results recently. If you look through their uh, just their, their if you look through their overall form, actually, it's a big green stripe with occasional yellow in there. If you're using the Flash Score app, um, they had a really good result the other day uh, against Bordeaux in the cup, who are you know in, a, in the in the top French division. They beat them two 0 and that was away from home. Um, so they're they're doing pretty well. If you look at the league overall, Toulouse um, 
have been one of these teams you think, right, they're probably going to make it through because they're in the third spot, just above the, the, just in the kind of playoff zone, but they're tied on points with Claremont and Troyer. Amiens are not having such a good season. These were two teams that were relegated last year from the top division. Um, Amiens have got 33 points from their 26 games. Toulouse have got 49 from their 26 games. Amiens can't score. That's their main problem here. They've scored 21 goals and conceded 21 goals, giving them a zero goal difference, as opposed to Toulouse, who are 48 and uh, 48 for scored for, 30 conceded. I think Toulouse will have enough to win this game, and I like the odds just under even money of 6-7. to seven. Another thing to note about this is this game has been was played last year, obviously, because they were both in the top tier, and Toulouse won it 2-0 in, in that spot. Um, Amiens' away form is, is one of the things that's put us on to this as well. They, lo- they drew with Grenoble, they lost to Pau, who've just been promoted from the, the Ligue Nationale, and for long-time listeners, were a team that we really bet against for quite some time. Um, and they lost to Paris FC. They drew one each with Dunkirk in the Cup. Um, these are all names that should be very familiar to, to people who are long-time listeners. Um, I, I think Toulouse will have enough to win this game. They'll probably win 2-0 because Hamillon aren't very good at scoring goals. Um, and you're going to get that at 6-7. Yeah, it's the goals for Amiens. I think you can take this comfortably and see you've got the value yeah. on the right side for this. Um, I'm pretty pretty confident with that one, Gordo. Good. For my outsider, I am staying in the Belgian Jupiler League. I am going to Oostend versus Kevin Mechelen. Um, this is the not traditional time Belgian kickoffs at 5.30pm. They hate it at 5.30. They, they hate it. They hate it. It's dinner, mate. People are sitting down to dinner. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Oostend. Oostend are fourth in the league versus ninth placed Mechelen, but there's only four points separating the two. This is the second best home team versus the second best away team in that league. Kevin Mechelen's form away from home has been tremendous for a team that I had to Google and find out who they actually are. Um, this this is two really good informed sides, and it's because of this that everything I'm thinking about is leading me to picking the draw in this game at 13-5. to five. Traditionally, when, when I go to a draw, it's normally because I see glaringly obvious things. I think, Andy, when you picked QPR versus Stoke to be a draw, mm-hmm. there had been like four home QPR draws and four away Stoke draws in a row. It screamed clearly. When I look at this, Oostend, like I said, second best home form, Mechelen, second best away form. They're both winning and um, losing to teams that each are beaten. So it really matches up when you look at who they're playing and who's around them. It's just It just seems so obvious to me that when I was looking for Oostend to pick them as a home side, I almost picked Mechelen for their away win. And then I just settled bang in the middle of going, because I like Jack Henry and Oostend, I don't want them to lose, but I don't want to fully back them on the win. It looks like Mechelen are more than capable of scoring. Oostend tend to win their games by a narrow margin. It seems like it's set up for a 1-1 draw for me in this game. And in games like that, you tend to find, because people generally don't like backing draws, that you get a little bit more value on the draw, and it's the price is artificially higher than backing either team. Pe- people like to back a team, and therefore they can cheat it on. Yeah, um, che- Cheating on a draw is a, is a bizarre thing to do when you're actually watching a game. So people tend not to back as many draws, and you get that little bit of a price increase. So yeah, I like it, 13-5. to 5. It's an outsider, sounds pretty good. 
Uh, my outsider is in Denmark again, so in the Danish card on Sunday, 1pm. Odense versus Randers. Um, so Odense, uh, Odense were on my banker. They were my banker last week. I'm actually going to back against them this week and back fifth place Randers. So Randers are in fifth. Odense are in seventh. Randers are a good road team. They play very well away from home. They've picked up 16 of their 27 total points on the road this season. Odense have only managed 13 points at home. So Randers have more points away than Odense have gotten during their home games. Everything does point to this game being a really low-scoring affair. Both teams have drawn 0-0 twice in their last three matches. So that's six games, four of which have been 0-0. The teams played a friendly in Odense in January uh, during the winter break, and Randers won that 1-0. I can see an exact repeat of that scoreline. In fact, the correct score, the 1-0 correct score uh, to Randers is 7-1. I'll probably be putting a tiny tiny little bet on that but the main pick is Randers to come away from this game with a win which will get a 17 to 10 they're the outsider in this game marginally um, and I think that's a decent price Yeah it was a, it was a friendly I looked at Andy, um, the 2 0 nils did stand out as glaringly ones that I was worried about thinking about if there's going to be a winner who the fuck's actually going to bother scoring a goal in this game but I'm willing to follow the stat in the most recent head to head, I do I do like the odds, I think you're getting good price I will see that coming. And and do you know what's nice about this, right? Is that see for the outsiders, John's mentioned he thinks his game's gonna be one one. Andy thinks his name's gonna be one nil. I have another idea of a correct score as well. So I can feel a spicy patent coming on here with that's uh, <laughs> it. So um my pick for the um Outsider section is Trabzonspor versus Fenerbahce. Now, this Trabzonspor are a team I've backed quite a few times. Um, so Trabzonspor in their last ten games have won nine of them and drawn one um, against the Fenerbahce team who are have a similar record. However, Trabzonspor have won this game the last three seasons in a row. They've managed to beat Fenerbahce in this exact spot. Um, Trabzonspor and Fenerbahce are so closely matched in this, but getting the home team at two to one in this spot is a much better price for me than than whatever you're going to get. The fancy Fenerbahce at five to four. Even if you read this game as a coin flip, yeah, it, y- you're going to pick the two to one home team. Like that's like and, the value you're getting out of that is incredible. Yeah, and Trubs on the sport, I think will win this game one nil as they have a habit of doing. They beat the teams they need to beat one nil which I quite like. So Trabzonspor 1-0 win in this spot for them is at 8-1. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of backing Trabzonspor since you turned me on to it the other, the other week. Yeah. Um, in fact, there was a midweek one where you where you text me at half-time yes. or something going, why don't you stick some money on this? They're 4-1 or something just now. It's okay. Oh, yeah. winner. Lovely. That's, but yeah, so I 1-0 in here, but I think Trabzonspor will win this game and 2-1 is a big enough price for me. I've been watching Fenerbahce, so I started had Fenerbahce on my coupon um, last weekend. They lost 1-0 at home to Gustepe, who are an absolutely rotten team. Fenerbahce were decent, to be fair. They absolutely pummeled them, but there's been calls for their manager to get sacked. So, God, I think that if this comes in, you're, you're getting another manager sacked this weekend. Another nail in another yeah, coffin. <laughs> they, can, they can send it to me. I'm going to get myself a little PO box and they can send me all their complaints about this. As long as the pick comes in, that's fine. <laughs> The Trample Bet Podcast, the P45 creator. Yeah, yeah, that's it. 
we'll go on to our charity pick. We've mentioned that a few times now. It's £10 of our own money. It's not sponsored in any way. £10 of our own money on a treble, one pick each. The winnings goes to Beats and Cancer Trust. If it doesn't, we give the tenor over anyway. I am going to the German Bundesliga on Saturday at 5.30pm. It is Arba Leipzig versus München Gladbach. I am going for both teams to score. Three of the last five meetings between the two, I've had both teams to score. Both teams have only failed to score in one of the last 15 Bundesliga matches. So that doesn't mean that all the games can uh, have both teams to score. But 14 of those 15, the teams have scored. This is two very attacking sides. Even though Man City absolutely dismantled Munchen Gladbach, there was still a little bit of a threat after they went a goal down. They, they looked good on the break. That's what they'll play into. They'll let Leipzig come onto them. They'll try and catch them on the break. These are two very attacking sides in German football, two up-and-coming sides. They are the third and fourth. I, I really fancy this to be a high-scoring game. I actually fancy Leipzig to win the match outright as well. But I do think that the more secure bet is that both teams will score. I could see this being a really high-scoring game as well. I think Leipzig could win this 3-2, 3-1. Really entertaining game. Just really like the way both teams play. Angelino makes such a difference to that team. Yeah, he's amazing. Be- Man City like been playing a defensive mid at left-back, been playing centre-halves at left-back. But yeah, I'm going for both teams to score in the Bundesliga, Leipzig versus Munchen Gladbach. It's a new season in Japan. The J-League returns <laughs> this weekend. What a glorious situation. Uh, the opening match is actually Friday um, Friday morning, UK time. It's last season's champions and trample bet favourites, Kawasaki Frontale, against the Yokohama F Marinos. It's going to be going to be wonderful. Um, I'll probably wait a few weeks before I fully dive into the J-League picks, but one game from the card stands out for me this weekend, and it's a Sunday game, 4am UK time. Newly promoted Avispa Fukuoka against last season's third-place team, Nagoya Grampus 8. Nagoya should have more than enough to beat the division's new boys, and an almost even money price is incredibly generous. 10 to 11, you'll get Nagoya on Bet365 just now. Uh, the Japanese league had no relegation last year. Um, they kept the 18-team top league last year stayed, and they promoted the top two finishers from the J2 league. Um, so the league expanded from 18 to 20 teams with Tokushima and Asuipa Fukuoka coming up for the 2021 season. I just think it's a very hard task host, hosting a team like Nagoya on your very first day. Um, and I, I think if you look yeah. at the stats of the league, you look at the stats of uh, Fukuoka last season, they were very, very impressive. Finished the season on 84 points, but they were playing against substandard second division teams so reading reading the results and seeing all those wins is probably why you're getting such a high price on Nagoya here I think Nagoya should win this comfortably um, and an even money price is tremendous remember remember last it might have even been two seasons ago that you had you had a similar bet Andy and I think it was against Wita that had just came up mm. it, it always concerns me like see for the first couple of weeks of a new season when a team's been promoted like you don't, you actually don't necessarily always see a team just get battered. No, you don't. Not not always. But I think Nagoya are a class team. They were championship yeah. contenders last year. Well, Kawasaki Frontale sort of ran away with it, but but they were they were they were definite second place contenders. There were three teams in the league last year that were head and shoulders above the rest of them. Nagoya Grampus being one of them. Um, they will they will know what they need to do on on opening day here. I would be I would be very, very surprised 
if they didn't win. I'd probably be looking at Nagoya here at, at odds of one to two and, and still thinking that was yeah. fair. So even money, um, I'm all over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet quite a lot on Esfipa Fukuoka last season uh, and they are so frustrating to watch. Like, they they have, I can't remember the exact striker, they've got an ex-heart striker that plays for them um, and he has just given up on moving. Do you remember like Berbatov? Be like, unless the ball's here, I'm uninterested. Like Osmond and it was Sound. like that. Uh, yeah, like Osmond Sound. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, yeah, Nagoya Grandpas are a class act and should roll over the top of them. I am going to round off this week and the charity bet, hopefully, with a big price. Um, this is AS Roma versus AC Milan, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take AS Roma to win this game at the price of 11 to 8. AC Milan have got to play a Europa League fixture that they need to win all the Zs and the Cs um, and basically what happens in my eyes in this game is that Roma have far too much to be able for them to deal with. AC Milan's away form hasn't been very good. They are um, they obviously drew to each um, with um, Carvena Zvezza. Um, Spezia they lost 2-0 to um, they beat Bologna 2-1 they lost to Inter so the last few games they've been dropping points away from home Roma have won the last three games on the spin. They beat Udinese 3-0, they beat Verona 3-1, and they beat Spezia 4-3. They can score goals, which is the most impressive part, and I think AC Milan will be tired for this game. So 11-8 seems like a good place to be taking AS Roma. It's a toss of a coin for me. Yeah, I don't particularly like this pick. Um, the three teams you've just mentioned that they've beaten are are nothing to write home about at all. You are correct. Uh, in fact, However, you, would expe- you would expect them to beat them. You are correct. However, um, AC, uh, AC Milan have lost to Spezia in the, what is one of the most recent games. And I know Roma have, but Roma's was in the cup. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a lesson. And they, they came back and, and you know took the game later on. Um, I, I just think Roma have found a bit of form recently. Um, you know, If you look at these two teams, if you consider how much press there's been for AC Milan this season with their acquisitions... Roma are five points behind them in fourth. The, you know they're not they're not a million miles yeah. away. They're playing. They're a home team in this instance, and you're getting them eleven to eight. So that's the reason I like this pick, and I will happily stick by it. And personally, apologise to the beats in next week. <laughs> so that that was Should that, that was, not come in. That, that um, was that was a charity treble. Um, as I mentioned before, we we have a Facebook group. If you go to facebook.com and search the Trample Bet podcast, it's a private group. We will let people in to join. Um, the only rule is don't pester people to join some sort of promoted betting place or follow your link to get betting discounts. It's not that group. It is coming into a community that is private and sharing picks, discussing picks. Out with the podcast, we have some tremendous people who are not linked to our podcast. They are just members of the group who will bring you hockey tips, detailed rugby tips. It is it's tremendous. It far outweighs anything we could do on a podcast level week to week. It is there's so much good content on that on that Facebook group. Uh, so that is what you want to be going and searching for on Facebook. It is just I can't keep up with it. I can't keep up with the people in there no. and what they're betting on. It's just tremendous. There's a lot a lot of good info from a global community, um, which is which is fantastic. The Facebook group's also where we host our fantasy sports stuff so if you fancy getting involved in the um, English Premier League fantasy football or um, more timely the fantasy baseball season which is coming up 
uh, do join the Facebook group and, and drop a note in that you're you're interested in one of those things. Um, fantasy baseball draft will happen in a couple of weeks' time. We tend to focus on football on this podcast, but as part of the Patreon, which we've already mentioned, which is £5.50 a month, we will have a, a UFC 259 card coming up on Monday. We will have the Cheltenham Festival previews coming up. Uh, Andy's best picks, Gordon's best picks. Andy and Gordon done a whole Cheltenham Festival day-by-day breakdown um, last year. So for £5.50 a month, you can get all of that, early access to these episodes. Andy will have a cheat sheet which has got all our picks so you don't have to sit with a pen and paper and go through what we've picked and what we've dissected off of each other to try and kind of, just as a reminder, if you're going through your uh, your cutting picks, what to look at, what we've looked at, why we've looked at it, just to get an idea. The other thing we would always ask is interaction, sharing the podcast, getting in touch with us, with stuff you've liked. We try and cover as many games and get highlight picks where we can but we can't see everything and we are by no means, despite this being a betting podcast, we are by no means selling ourselves as geniuses because if we were, we probably wouldn't be doing this free podcast. We'd be probably sitting in some island just watching <laughs> our money work for us. So hopefully you've enjoyed this first episode. If you have, share it, tag people, look out for it on Facebook, Twitter. We will be having an Instagram page eventually. Please get in touch if you're a new listener and we'd really, really love to hear from you. That was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by John Walker and Gary Black, part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.